we interrupt this regularly scheduled program to bring you something a little bit different. Um, How different? (laughs) Well, we did have an interview scheduled and a couple of other ideas for podcast episodes, but unfortunately, a series of viruses and viri is it viri is the plural we just argued about octopus this morning so let's talk about virus plurals too i'll believe you if you say it's viri but you know one of which happened to be omicron and um we wish well our guests that also had to cancel because of omicron hopefully they all heal and recover you say omicron i say omicron as we are recovering so we're not trying to treat it lightly but we are all on the other half of the other side of it coming out of it, hopefully. So La otra vez. So instead of what we had regularly scheduled, we happen to be working on something else behind the scenes, and we thought we might share that with you today instead. Chris, you've been really working on it. Do you want to say what that is, or do you want me to? Are you talking about the chili? The chili <laughs> in the kitchen cooking? No, oh. you're always making chili, though. I love chili! Um, so we've been finishing up the audio book. We're actually in the final stages, hopefully waiting for approval from um, Audible at any moment. And so we thought we might release one of the chapters, the introduction um, to the book to help clarify its purpose and intent and... Well, as you're saying, audiobook and the book, maybe not all of our listeners know exactly what you may be talking about, but Deborah released uh, her book, her first book, The Other Side of Perfect, last year in February, and um, then through some space that uh, we've allowed the book, um, we are now uh, finishing up the, the last details of putting um, the audio recording into audiobook format, which will be available on Audible probably sometime. <laughs> <laughs> How vague. Have we, I think we've said summer, then we said, oh, definitely October, definitely at the beginning of 2022, but it's, yeah. it's freaking close. Like it's on the five yard line. It's taken longer and been harder than expected, uh, but hopefully in February. I don't know. It depends on how long it takes Audible. They like personally... There's a person that listens to it to approve it. So it's time intensive. But yes, so as a gift to you, if you've been waiting for the audio version, if you don't even have a clue about it, uh, this chapter will hopefully give you a good idea what it's about and if it might be a good fit for you and if it also might help you in some way. I would love that. Are we going to splice that chapter on at the end of this episode or is it going to be an episode all to itself? Let's splice. Let's get our splice on. Hey, we own the rights to it, so we can splice that way we ever whatever the hell way we want. That's called independent. Yeehaw. <laughs> um while we're on the uh the subject of self-promotion, um <laughs> the other thing that we've got uh, rumbling around in our heads and we're starting to manifest into this world is uh an upcoming event in 2022 which has all sorts of question marks around it as far as where, when, how, why, what. Uh, But some of those (laughs) things are starting to become more and more clear. If you want to be one of the first, because it's the idea of these events, they're going to be small, intimate. Um, I hope that they sell out quick. Uh, But if you want to be one of the first, um, what I intend to do is we'll probably have the first round of tickets go on sale 
if you're subscribed to our mailing list. Um, that way, you know, we try to hit the tribe first um, so that those folks that are probably most um, going to benefit from uh, an event that, that we're going to be putting on uh, can can get first dibs, first crack at that. We'll announce it on the podcast as well and then uh, to the quote-unquote general public after that. So if you want to, go ahead and hop on our email list if you have not yet. Go to gobuckyourself.com in the upper right corner is subscribed. Uh, subscribe. Uh, the, the website doesn't work exactly the way I want it, so give it some patience. And if you have problems, go ahead and email me, chris at gobuckyourself.com and say, dude, your freaking website sucks. I can't subscribe. Um, but that's, uh, that's another um, ding of self-promotion. So uh, we, I think both the audio book and the event, um, we're doing this from a place of love. We're not doing it from a place of like, ha ha, we're going to get rich, bitch. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, sorry. Beep. <laughs> That didn't work. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're really excited to, to do that. Uh, each time we, we put something out there and we hear from, from the audience that it helped them or we become friends with them or we know a little bit more about their story, uh, that's, that's just really, that's my North Star. That's what keeps me um, excited to wake up every day and everything. So I can't wait for you to listen to this chapter of The Other Side of Perfect. What's the byline? Discovering the mind-body connection to healing chronic illness. Yeah. It's short and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nick Offerman's uh, book that I just read is like, the title is Where the Deer and the Antelope Play, subtitle, A Paradoxical Story of One White Man's Journey Who Goes Out in the Woods. It's like, holy shit, how did (laughs) their publisher let him get away with like a 50-word byline or whatnot? It's Amazon keywords, Chris. It's all about algorithms. Damn you, Amazon. Yes. Oh, but please promote our book, Amazon. But yes, these are both gifts of love to you. So if you find benefit from this chapter and you prefer audiobook, be on the lookout for it. We'll let you know as soon as it's approved. If you haven't got the regular book, but you prefer a Kindle ebook version or regular paper copy, those are available already. And yeah, we'd love to have you on our mailing list if you're interested in either thing. Um, if you get the audio version or any version, let me know through the through email, the email Chris said, we can send you a, an accompanying journal to go with your book also, or as a gift for being a part of our mailing list. So, Absolutamente. Uh, and without further ado, go ahead and stay safe, stay healthy, stay awesome, stay dreaming, stay bucketing, <laughs> and enjoy this beautiful narration by Deborah Emick. Introduction. Someone I once loved gave me a box full of darkness. It took me years to understand that this too was a gift. Mary Oliver I was standing in my kitchen when I got the news. I had just started making dinner, having only arrived home from work minutes before. It was dark outside, and my daughters, ages six and one at the time, were in another room playing together. The caller ID on my phone let me know that it was my doctor. The uncommon nature of my doctor's phone call at this time of night meant I answered quickly. There would not be a lot of small talk. She got right to the point, wanting to get home to her own dinner, I assumed. 
I'm surprised to tell you that the blood work you requested was positive, she said. What does that mean? I asked. Well, the ANA marker, the one I ordered to check for lupus, was positive. That means you could have lupus, or you might not. I'll refer you to the rheumatologist closest to you right away. He'll be able to see you soonest. It will take months to get an appointment with the other specialists in Colorado Springs or Denver. His office will call to schedule the appointment. Then he'll be able to order the other test to find out exactly what's going on. All I knew to answer was, okay. You know, she went on, I have a friend that has lupus. It's not that bad for her. She just has to wear really warm gloves in the winter, and she's fine. She doesn't have any other symptoms. It might not be that bad. There's still a chance that the pain in your hip is bursitis, like I thought. Anyway, the specialist will be able to tell you. We politely thanked each other and hung up the phone. I couldn't help feeling much less surprised by a positive result than my nurse practitioner from whom I had requested the test just a couple of days before. A lot led up to that visit. When I saw her, I explained the strange blood work that had been mentioned after the birth of both of my daughters. I let her know that I never really questioned it or dug deeper into what had been alluded to because I was busy taking care of newborns, and it was never an issue until now. I told her about taking up marathon training with my husband, out of friendly competition, many months before how I enjoyed it more than expected and had developed a regular practice of long outdoor runs. I explained that suddenly I found myself unable to run at all, that even walking down the street near my house was too painful. I told her about a couple of other symptoms, bruising, hair loss, lethargy, but mostly I kept it short and sweet. While she poked around on my sore hip, moving my leg around at the same time, I asked her if she could order any tests for lupus. She did so at my insistence, but let me know she was fairly confident I was just experiencing what it's like to be in an aging body. At barely over 30 years old, I had a different idea of aging. What I didn't tell her in the exam room that day were all the other symptoms I'd been struggling with that summer before the appointment. I never mentioned how mowing the lawn made my wrists and elbows hurt so badly that I couldn't push a shopping cart at the grocery store for several days after. I didn't want to get into just how miserable I'd been on a recent hike to the top of a Colorado 14er, meaning elevation of at least 14,000 feet. Though I'd done many similar hikes previously, I could barely make it down this mountain. I was the last person in our group, which included my 50-something aunt-in-law, to the car at the trailhead below. Each step down sent shooting pains up my legs, through my knees, and to my hips. I could only move at a snail's pace. I intentionally didn't tell her about no longer being able to braid my daughter's hair because of the stiffness and pain in my fingers and wrists. There was more. I left a lot out. Over the next few years, I would learn much more about what was really going on with my body. There would be a fairly consistent stream of diagnoses, misdiagnoses, and prescriptions directed my way. I would go on to learn about another blood marker signaling the presence of multiple autoimmune diseases called RNP, this one more rare than the previously found ANA. That was apparent by the look on the doctor's faces and the sounds of their voices when they brought it up. 
This positive result correlating to the presence of multiple autoimmune diseases was just the next of many positives I had not planned on hearing after my name or included in the future I envisioned. What would become clear over the years following that first after-hours call from a doctor was that there was no one prescription or combination of prescriptions that would cure what was ailing me. This was not for lack of trying. My first rheumatologist had me taking seven different prescriptions daily, though I searched and tried so many quick fixes and magic bullets, there was not a single one that could fix the damage continuing to be done to my body. It was only after all of the pills and quick fixes and magic bullets failed to take my pain away, to repair the physical damage to my organs, that true healing could even begin. After exhausting every superficial treatment and intervention I could find or was recommended, I found myself at the lowest point of all, rock bottom, the darkest night of my soul, no purpose or hope for moving forward. Only then could I even begin to have an honest look at what had gotten me to that point and what might possibly help me out of the depths of that place. It was the darkness that presented me with my greatest gifts to date. Darkness taught me what healing really means. All of the years of feeling a victim to tests, diagnoses, and symptoms were continually leading me to the box of darkness given to me decades before I learned words like autoimmune or lupus. My physical health merely pointed to that gift. I had to do the work of uncovering what it meant to heal. Doing so required resurrecting the past, decidedly choosing to play victim no longer, and using the very darkness itself to become the hero of my own story, no longer waiting for something or someone to save me. It was the past that showed me the light that would lead me out of the darkness. It was the darkness that became my greatest gift. This is the story of the long and winding road, the road that led me deep into the past where my wild heart began and slowly wound its way back to the present, the road that connected the darkness and the light. This is the story of how I ultimately found that light within me.